0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports, now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. 317-849-2933 is the number to call to take full control of your dental health. Big news out of the Indiana Pacers today. Nate Bjorkman fired. Why? Number one, he was a micromanager. Can't have a micromanager coaching basketball. This isn't choreography. This is basketball. This is more jazz than it is orchestral music. This is not a symphony. It's a jazz quintet. You can't micromanage it. Number two, the reason is, hey, the, the behavior during timeouts, we heard it on the TNT broadcast of one of the play-in games, right? Napierakran exhorting his team, hey, guys, listen, we got to sprint back on defense. Look, you're watching the shots. We already know the shots going in. Come on, sprint back. Play defense. I've never heard people talk to adults like this on a basketball court. I've never heard high school players talk to like this by by a coach on a basketball court. Like ever in my life, Nate had to go. The minute that timeout happened, I turned to my wife and I said, he's fired. You cannot talk to NBA players like that. He had been shut out by these players to the extent that he felt during a timeout, he had to exhort them to give better effort. If you can't get out, effort out of your guys in a way other than yelling that kind of stuff during a timeout, you got no chance. Uh, plus, and here's the real thing. It was a tough year to be a basketball coach in the NBA. And really, really bad year to be a first-year head coach in the NBA. That's why when this thing happened, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why Nate McMillan was relieved of his responsibilities as head coach because I thought he was the perfect guy in the middle of the pandemic to get something out of his uh, of his team and we saw his work with the Atlanta Hawks was instrumental in getting that team to where it is and where it might wind up going with Trey Young as the point guard if you got players you're going to be able to win if you don't have players you can't win and this year that's another issue with the Pacers they had injuries that were almost historic in their importance and their duration with this franchise. You had T.J. Warren, the leading scorer for the team, out for almost the entire season. Miles Turner missed how many of the final games of the season, including the play-ins. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon missed different chunks of the season. You had Victor Oladipo, who was unable to play for a, a, a portion of, was able to play for other portions shipped to uh, to Houston in a deal that yielded Karis LeVert back to the Pacers from the Nets. As soon as he's here, they put him through an MRI. They find a growth on his kidney. The growth has to be removed. And as a result, Karis LeVert was removed from the lineup for the Indiana Pacers before he even became a Pacer. Tough circumstances for Nate Bjorkgren. The person at fault for this is Kevin Pritchard. Kevin Pritchard's going to talk to the media at three o'clock and he's going to tell us this is his fault. And normally when he does that, I think, okay, you know what? I'll buy it to an extent that you think you were at fault. But I I think you're just kind of, you're saying this, you know, it's kind of just, I don't know if you believe it. You know what I mean? In this case, he's going to believe it because he shouldn't have done what he did. He shouldn't have fired Nate and he shouldn't have hired Nate Bjorkman, a first time guy, never coached in the NBA before. He's got a veteran team of guys, and despite the fact that he's an innovative offensive thinker, you know what, first time NBA coaches in the middle of a pandemic with a bunch of veterans who are really damn smart. These guys aren't idiots. Malcolm Brogdon didn't call the president just because he sounds like Barack Obama. He is a really, really smart guy. Miles Turner is a really smart guy. Don't bounce bonus. So is a smart guy. These are smart people. Justin Holliday, really smart. T.J. McConnell, smart. Doug McDermott, smart. This is a smart team. And you've got to earn their respect. And a first-time coach isn't going to know exactly what the combination of that lock is. And because of that, the stresses because of COVID and the injuries that occurred, it just wasn't a great situation for Nate Burekren to come in and be a first-time head coach in the NBA. So they're going to start looking for a guy, right? Who is next? You look at the lineage of Pacers coaches. All right, Bjorkren, less than a calendar year. He was the head coach. Shortest tenured coach in the history of the franchise, dating back through the ABA era. All right, prior to that, you had Nate McMillan for four years. Prior to that, you had Frank Vogel for five and a half years. Right, Jim O'Brien behind that, three and a half years. Rick Carlisle, four years. Isaiah Thomas, three years. Larry Bird, three years. Larry Brown, three years. Bo Hill, two and a half years, and you can go on beyond that. Dick Versace, uh, like a year and a half, and, and back and back and back. What you learn is, this is not a franchise that holds on to coaches very long, and that is going to hamper the search as they look for a new coach. All right, Brad Stevens, as the president of the Boston Celtics, he's in a catbird seat he got a wonderful job running a, the franchise, the most historic franchise in the NBA. And he's not going to have to travel a bunch. He's got young kids. Why in the world would Brad Stevens come into Indiana to coach Pacers? I don't know. Mike Woodson. I'll tell you why it's not going to be Mike Woodson. Because you would have Indiana University alums who would cancel their season tickets immediately upon his being named head coach. Plus, I don't think he'd do it. I think he's happy at Indiana. I think he's going to do a great job at Indiana. I think he's excited about the prospects of winning at Indiana. I don't think he needs to get in in this meat grinder here in Indianapolis. If the Pacers would entertain the idea of employing Mike Woodson, I don't think Mike Woodson, he might return the call, but only to be polite. How about Juwan Howard? I would love Juwan Howard as the coach. Of the Indiana Pacers. Number one, he's a really good coach. Number two, he would no longer be the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, and that might be a better point. That might be a better argument to sway me in favor of Juwan Howard being named the head coach of the Indiana Pacers, because I would love for him to no longer be the coach uh, of the Michigan Wolverines. Now, just down the road in East Lansing, there's a guy who might be a little bit unhappy at Michigan State, because of the way college basketball is evolving in terms of rules. So, right now, and you've seen Shashevsky is going to retire, Roy Williams is retired. You got a lot of guys who are deciding that they don't want to play this game anymore because here's what you got to do you got to recruit against Overtime Elite and the G League, as well as other college basketball programs. Then, once you've got guys in your program, you're going to have to re recruit them when they enter their name into the portal and that's a pain in the ass not only do you have guys jumping to the nba periodically you've got guys jumping to other teams without penalty and having there be no penalty for jumping into the portal right unless the school decides to play hardball and uh it decides that they are not welcome back which could happen at some places But right now, I mean, Tom Izzo is what, 64, 65 years old, still young, still very enthusiastic. Maybe he's a guy. If he wants to coach in the NBA, this really isn't that big a drive. Make it down to Indy in about three and a half hours from East Lansing, and uh, you know what? They could have a press conference tonight. As far as I'm concerned, I love Tom Izzo. If he would come to the Pacers, I'd also be really happy because. Indiana wouldn't have to play against Dizzo anymore, and that would be a very nice thing. Uh, Other guys, you got Mike D'Antoni, of course. You've got Brad Stotts. Uh, Brad Stotts, Terry Stotts. I went to high school with Brad Stotts. Terry Stotts, who's from Bloomington, graduated from Bloomington North, fired five days ago as the head coach of the Portland Trail Blazers. So he's got some Indiana roots, and he wants a job. He's also... Uh, 64 years old or will be 64 this year. That doesn't bother me. I don't care about age. We'll see what happens with Terry Stotts. Uh, you've also got, you know, the usual cast of uh, characters. You do have Chauncey Billups, who is still an assistant coach under Teron Liu with the LA Clippers. And he is said to be a front runner for the Portland gig. Would he rather have the Indiana gig or the Portland gig? Who would you rather coach? Would you rather coach Dame and C.J. McCollum or the cast of characters that the Pacers have? I might take the Pacers, because out West, you're going to have a tough time. You're going to have a tough time putting together a winning program out West. But in the East, you know what? It's kind of like you think the Nets are going to hold together forever? They're not. So uh, the Pacers may be a nice port in a storm for Chauncey Billups. We'll see what happens Kevin Pritchard's about a half an hour away from talking on a a zoom call to explain what the hell's going on with his franchise and why the Simons decided that it was worthwhile to pay Nate Bjorkman to not coach next year rather than pay him to coach next year. We'll find out what all that means. I can't wait, but the micromanagement thing is really a big deal. You got to let guys play. And, And that's one of the problems. Um, Matt Painter. <laughs> Matt Painter is going anywhere. I love that idea, though. You know, would he be a good coach in the NBA? I think he'd be a terrific coach in the NBA. I think he'd be unbelievable. Let's get him over here. Hey, while we're at it, what about Chris Holtman at Ohio State? Tired of getting our brains kicked in by Ohio State. Um, Kentucky? I, they won't play Indiana. So we, we gain nothing from John Calipari coming over from Kentucky to the Pacers. Plus, John Calipari hates me, so I don't want him here because my credential would be rescinded in the first 15 minutes after he signed his contract to coach Pacers. So we don't need that. Um, how about uh, how about Brad Underwood, Murph, from the old Union 76 gas station ads? Uh, how about him coming over here? That'd be nice because I think he's got Illinois rolling despite the fact that he had some guys... Leave the program this year for the NBA. You know what? I'd take him. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, now. Richard Petino, Well, he's gone from Minnesota, so we gain we gain nothing by having him stay at Minnesota. Um, now, I'm, now, see, you've got my uh, you've got my mind engaged in trying to find coaches that Indiana would benefit as though it wasn't already. But uh, yeah, I, I like the way you're thinking. Let's, uh, let's think about Matt Painter as the coach with the, uh, the Pacers. You know, it's not a bad idea. There aren't a lot of better coaches in college basketball. There aren't a lot of better people in college basketball. And he is a guy who can definitively communicate with people. A really good communicator, builds a family within his program, at least he has it at Purdue. I think he would with the Pacers. That's kind of interesting, Kevin Watson. I like the way you think. Very, very nice. But let me get back to micromanaging because I want to talk for a second about baseball. Baseball, base running in particular. Uh, Tim Kirchner of ESPN talked to Dan Dockich on 1070 The Fan today about baseball and about why base running has become something that that there's no... There's no cognition of what is correct from base running anymo- Base runners anymore. And I think I know the answer why. Um, because of micromanaging. Coaches are constantly telling people what to do. I've seen it in the college softball world series this week. People making a, a, a girl made the third out at third. Really important. Tying run was going to come to the plate if she's not thrown out at third. Let the tying run come to the plate. If you've got a team unraveling, don't stop it. And that team that they were playing against was unraveling. If you're a baseball player and you miss first base on a home run, what are you doing? That's insanity. People don't play baseball for fun anymore. You don't get on the phone and call a bunch of friends and say, hey, let's meet at the power plant. And play baseball and, and or spend, if you can only get three or four guys, you play hotbox for a while, right? Running bases or pickle or whatever you called it. And you learned how to run the bases. People don't do that anymore. And coaches don't allow kids to make mistakes. Everything is micromanaged. The coaches care way too much at the youth end of this thing. And I'm talking about nine-year-old kids. Way too much about the result and not nearly enough about teaching a game of baseball. Uh, Shimbo says Terry Stotts or bust. And you know what? I think he's going to pick up the phone. I think he'd come here. And obviously, he's got a past with Kevin Pritchard. You know, it worked for Kevin Pritchard with the Trailblazers. So maybe Terry Stotts is a guy. We'll see. I think that's a good pick. I'd rather see something a little bit more creative. But Terry Stotts fired five days ago. Here's Pritchard firing Bjorkren today. Maybe they, uh, they get moving on this. I don't think they would have fired Bjorkren without some guy kind of in a, uh, standing outside the, the media room kind of waiting to take the job. I think that this is going to be a really, really quick search. There's no way that Kevin Pritchard told Herb Simon that he's going to be on the hook to pay Nate Bjorkren next year without having a guy in mind and maybe in-house to do it. I want Dan Burke back as an assistant, though, right? Anyway, we'll talk to you tomorrow about all this, and we may do something a little bit later today because of what Kevin Pritchard may or may not say. Say, so, Yeah, I believe that Pritchard has to know already. Right, got to know. There's no way you make that call. You don't talk to Herb Simon. Herb, it's going to cost you a couple million bucks, but I really think that we've got a chance to cast a, a nationwide net and get a coach in here who's going to really play ball with us and that we're going to wind up winning 40 games next year and making the playoffs after our traditional first-round exit. I don't think that he's going to have that conversation with – I wouldn't want to have that conversation with Herb Simon. I don't think that Kevin Pritchard did. I think he's got a guy. And Terry Stotts is the odds-on favorite right now. Just don't hire – Dan Dockich would be phenomenally good as a basketball coach anywhere at any level. NBA, college, upper major, college, he would be phenomenally good. One of the best coaches, basketball coaches out there. And uh, yeah, talk basketball with Dan at some point. You're going to change your tune about Dan Dockage. I know people like to crap on Dan. I do not. I take Dan very seriously. Uh, We'll talk a little bit later or tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock.